Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi, welcome and thanks for joining us. This is Saturday Strategy, an original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny, I'm your host, and we've got lots of information in today's episode. So remember, if you're driving or just getting on with other stuff, you can always find the notes on our website, or better still, subscribe to the Saturday Strategy Weekly Email News Update. So today we're joined by Carl Jones. Carl Jones is what I would describe as a real local champion, and I've known Carl for quite a few years. And I'd also describe him as a media expert with over 30 years experience across all media platforms uh, across the region, really. So he's been in TV, radio, newspapers, magazines. So when it comes to media, it's safe to say Carl knows his stuff. And if you're an old stager like me and you remember the old days where you'd place an advert, write a story, get it in the paper, uh, really that was um, read by everybody and people would see it. But now with so many different media platforms... It's hard to get your message out, and Carl has recently launched a print magazine, so it feels as though he's going against the flow somewhat, and in the last couple of years, he's opened a magazine called Shropshire Business, which appears to be doing really well because it exists in more than just print, and I thought it'd be really useful to get Carl on to share some of his wisdom about journalism and how to get PR stories um, out there in general, but also to share some of the information about how he's managed to make his magazine successful so that we can use that information to help promote and drive our businesses. Carl, welcome to Saturday Strategy. Thank you very much, Johnny. And time obviously flies when you're having fun because it's nearly four years, would you believe, since we launched Shropshire Business now? (laughs) Is it really? Goodness, time flies, doesn't it? Um, Carl, I think you heard the question. Do you want to talk us into the subject, how you think fit and help us to understand how we can use print media, um, in fact, PR to help promote our businesses. I think it's fair to say um, that the, what makes a good news story, what makes a good headline, I think is pretty much exactly the same today as it was when I first started in the in the media industry 30 plus years ago. The thing that's changed is the, is the delivery platforms, the methods of actually getting it out there. I mean, when I, um, when I started in the, in the late 1980s, The newspaper industry was just seen as the absolute beast. It probably accounted for 80 to 85 percent of um, the news items that we were consuming on a daily basis. So my first job in Shropshire was on the South Shropshire Journal. I'd worked and studied in Cardiff briefly before then. Um, And the South Shropshire Journal was fantastic because it gave me an opportunity to immerse myself in the patch um, and get to know people. And I I decided, I, I remember saying to my um, editor at the time, there was a story going around, as there still is in South Shropshire now, saying, well, there's nothing for young people to do in the South Shropshire area. Um, so I said to my editor, well, you know, I was about 20, 21 at the time. I said, uh, well, how about if I go out and find something for a young person to do every week for a year? And the editor thought, this is fantastic. This is a great idea. So he said, OK, off you go and do it. So it was fantastic for me because it gave me chance to go and visit lots of clubs and societies and take part in sports. And I've always been sporty. And so I loved all of that, building up loads of contacts as as I went. And the first 30 odd weeks of the year were great. And then I suddenly found out I started to run out of activities to do. And I started to have to uh, scrape the barrel and go to things like, um, I remember going to the Quilting Society. I I had a crack at Morris dancing. 
um, it, it wasn't exactly living on the edge by the end. I, I ran the Bishop's Castle half marathon, which probably wouldn't have been in my uh, my choice. But it but it was good old fashioned journalism, you know, and finding out about stories. And that, even today, is still the skill that every media professional that you see out there has got. Uh, and it's why you see the most successful PR companies uh, in, in the Shropshire area being run and staffed by people who've been there, done it, served their apprenticeship and worked their way through the newspaper industry because they know what makes a headline and what makes a story. The big difference now, of course, is that newspaper circulation has tumbled off a cliff, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, which means that staffing levels have been pared back, which means you don't have as many reporters out in the field as you used to have to go out and find these stories. And that's where the challenge for, for businesses comes because they've then got to find a way of engaging with this with this media um, and knowing probably a little bit more about how the media works than they used to because the chance of a journalist coming out and finding a good story that you've got is a lot slimmer than it used to be. So you've got to be a bit more, a bit more streetwise. But then by the same token, You've not just got newspapers these days, you've got so many more platforms to get your story out. And, and the, the birth of the, uh, the internet, um, of course, means that essentially everyone's a writer, everyone can publish. Uh, the art is knowing which bits to publish that are going to be the most interesting to people and grab their attention. So, Carl, if we decode that a bit, and I mean, you've given us a great backdrop there, what do we need to know? Or how can we use that information to um, best effect in our businesses to be able to help us to achieve our goals? It's such an easy thing to say this, but it's not always an easy thing to do. To, to promote your business effectively, you need to try to take a step back and try and try and get your magnifying glass out and, and, and look into your business as an impartial bystander. I did. I was a business editor at the Shropshire Star for 10 years in the, the 1990s, and I used to say to the editor, today I'm going off to the Macy Cloud Industrial Estate in Oswald Street. I'll see you tomorrow knowing that I would come back with stories and I could just go and knock on the door of any business, I would guarantee if they'd invite me in, give me 10 minutes to chat, I would come out with a new story. And the, and the most frustrating thing is that the busier a business tends to be, the less time they've got to take a step back and think about um, what they could be doing to promote themselves. Now, of course, you could argue that if they are busy and rushed off their feet, then they are least in need of promoting themselves. And there's definitely this kind of, of, of double-edged sword that you see. You know, now I sit in, in the Shropshire Business Editor's Chair and I see people emailing me with stories. It's companies that have got more time to think about marketing themselves. They're not always the ones that have got the best stories to tell. Um, and, and, and as I said earlier, you know, what businesses really need to, to bear in mind is that they're only, the, the only reason that they would be wanting to get involved in media promotion is, I guess, two reasons. One, because they want to drive sales, win new contracts and raise awareness of what they do. Or secondly, they want to create a fantastic reputation for themselves, which when they come around to recruiting staff, will stand them in a better stead so that people will want to go and work for them. And so, you know, what I, would, what I say to businesses, you know, when they say to me, what do you want from us? And it's as simple as, I want something that's new. I want something that's fresh. I want something that's original. I want something that's innovative. So, for example, if you have launched a new product, that's a new story. If you're recruiting extra staff, that's a new story. If you're moving premises, that's a new story. If you've won your biggest ever contract, if you've gone into the export market, if you've diversified, um, all of those are new stories, meet and drink new stories that you guarantee 
the local media will be interested in. And then, of course, if you are um, an expert in your field, uh, you know, and keen to present yourself as such, well, give us your thoughts about what's happening in the industry. Um, you know, if you, we, we had the, you know, we're speaking the uh, the day after the, the budget, which is probably one of the most eye-opening, fact-filled budget presentations that I've seen in 20-odd years of, of reporting on these things. And if you wanted to, you know, think, right, okay, I want to talk about what the uh, it's going to mean to the licensing industry, and, you know, I run a brewery, um, well, offer yourself up as a commentator. You know, I, with wearing my, my um, radio broadcasting hat, the the local radio stations are always desperate for people who are confident enough to talk off the cuff and be able to be on the end of a phone for the breakfast show and or the or the drive time show um, and just talk about their industry. They might be saying exactly the same as somebody on the phone in London might say. But for a Shropshire organisation, what Shropshire organisations want to do is speak to Shropshire people, and that's what that's what makes the difference. So there there are there are so many opportunities to get publicity for what a business is doing now it's just that it's split into more jigsaw puzzles than it used to be you can't just contact the local newspaper rely on it going in the weekly paper and the evening paper and saying right job done everyone will have read it you know the the, the Shropshire Star for example peaked uh, at uh, 100,000 copies a night um, you know and regional newspapers can only dream of those kind of numbers you know these days most most regional papers have lost 80% of their circulation since since the the great days but look at the websites look at you know we've got two or three great news websites in Shropshire if you piece all of those things together and you get a news story that everybody attaches themselves to more people will probably read that now than did in the good old glory days of the newspaper industry when everybody was buying a, in those days a daily paper and an evening paper. Carl it's interesting what you say about different types of media but you mentioned there about things which are non-stories or just not interesting I think sometimes it's difficult for us as business owners to know what is interesting and to often think that our business may be just a bit too boring to be newsworthy. What what can we do about that? Well, I think I think that's that's the the issue. That's that's where where this um, the ability to sort of take a step back and look in through the window of your business is so important because what you do on a daily basis, if you've got your nose to the grindstone, if you make you know forty thousand widgets a day and you have done for the last ten years then talking excitedly about widgets to the local media is probably not going to come particularly naturally because you don't think it's very exciting. I remember um, a company, this is probably quite a good example that illustrates it. Remember a company I um, I met in uh, in Schiffnell going back, back many years now. They used to make these little ceramic figurines. Um, and I did. I was doing a piece, just chatting to the managing director about it, desperate to try and get a really good feature out of it because, of course, it's such a visual company. Um, and he mentioned just in passing that he'd won a contract to make little two-inch high ceramic koala bears and um, that the contract had come from a firm in Australia. And I thought, this is a fantastic story about Shropshire Company exports koala bears to the Aussies. I could see the headline straight away, but the managing director couldn't see why that was a news story because in financial terms, it was a tiny contract and it was only worth couple of thousand quid compared to massive deals that they did with other organizations and that's where you sometimes have to unscrew your business hat and it's hard because I'm very well aware that by saying this I'm sort of asking a business person to think like a journalist and you can't you can't expect everybody to do that but if you've got something that's quirky if you've got something that's colorful if you've got something that links in with a well-known 
celebrity or product. I mean, the number of companies around here that will make little parts, components for something that sits in everybody's kitchens or garages or cars. You know, it might just be a tiny little, a little washer or a widget of some description, but it's something that people can relate to. And if, you know, if, if, if your, your wheelie bin is being made around the corner and you've got a company that's helping to do that in Shropshire, those are the sort of things. It's where, it's where people can relate um, to what a business actually does rather than think, oh, it's just it's a, it's a faceless manufacturing company, particularly if you're maybe a, a, a second or third tier manufacturer and, you, and you, you, you're linking in to a, a bigger picture, that can actually be quite, be quite challenging. And that's where it's even more important to take a step back than ever, I think. And what about having a good picture to go with that, Carl? I mean, you may have a great story, but how important is the picture that we, that we get, the photograph? Yes, a photo is massively important. And, it, and, you know, more so these days because all the research says that our uh, attention span is uh, shorter than it's ever been. I think, I think I read the other week the average number of words that anyone digests in any story that is written these days is now down to 26. So you can write, you can write yourself a 1,000-word masterpiece and people will only remember 26 words so you've got to try and make sure that the 26 words they do remember are the most important 26 words you've got adding a photograph into the mix and a classic newsy photograph is the kind of picture where you could take the words away from it and it would still give you a fair idea what the story was about so you know if you are a company johnny in bridge north and you have just supported bridge north in bloom let's say for the 12th the 10th year then you you'd want to be sitting in a bucket full of flowers or a flower pot on your head or something nice and gimmicky like that, you know. Um, something that says, yeah, here he is, Johnny Themans, good to great, bit of branding from your point of view, surrounded by flowers and you've, and you've got the story. I mean, from, from Shropshire Business Magazine's point of view, of course, one of the things that we've gone out of our way to do is be super glossy. You know, we could, we could produce Shropshire Business a lot um, cheaper than we do, um, you know, given that it's a free publication, but we've decided that you know, we want to we want this to be a quality publication and that makes um, images, pictures more and more important. And while we do have our own freelance photographers that we use for some things, we do rely massively on businesses being able to supply us with some uh, some good images. And uh, most companies I mean, these days, you can take a fantastic quality um, image for publication on your phone, you know, in terms of the actual quality of the image, it's perfectly passable to become the front cover of a magazine as long as you know what the composition needs to be. And so what you don't want is what they used to call them the Arsenal back four pictures, where you've got uh, a, a row of people in suits all there with their hands over their private parts in a line, proudly standing in front of their factory door. That, you know, that's old fashioned photography. Now that doesn't work. It's got to be something a bit more not not gimmicky but eye-catching and if you i mean take a look the, th the thing to always do with these things is if you decide you've got two or three publications magazines websites that, that you feel you want to target from your business's point of view get take time to get to know it and study it you know look at the kind of pictures that they use take take a minute to sort of think to yourself well why have they used that one on the front page and why have they only used that one on page 48 and, and you'll start to, to develop a bit of a picture of the kind of things that get editors excited and, and the style of, you know, of writing. You know, you, you very rarely see a, a story in, uh, in a local newspaper, for example, that's more than probably 300 words long, unless it's a, you know, an analysis feature. So if you're um, spending hours and hours writing 2,000 words to send to your local weekly paper, 
you're wasting your time because you know you you can guarantee that three quarters of that even if they decide it's a fantastic story three quarters of that will be cut out so so looking at the, the different publications and the way they treat stories um more important than ever and then of course you know on, on the website of it what you don't want to do is submit to a, a website a whacking great 48 megabyte picture which they're going to load onto their website or put on your own website which just slows the whole site down you know it doesn't need to be a a large image so that's where the jigsaw puzzle gets a little bit different because different kinds of publications want slightly different things okay brilliant Cole. understood how have you managed to make shropshire business successful as a well as more than just a magazine a print magazine in an age where digital is seems to be ever more important yeah we have i mean to take you back to the beginning really as to how our, our thinking um when we first launched it there used to be a, a magazine a few years before we launched it's called shropshire business today um which i was involved in toward in the a little bit after i left the shropshire star um which was a business lifestyle magazine so that that looked at local business stories but it also it had travel or it had health and fitness in it and things like that and, and my view was that Shropshire needed purely a business-to-business -business publication. It didn't need the extra add-on little bits and pieces because there's, there are three or four there are three or four magazines that covered Shropshire, and I say covered Shropshire in inverted commas um, because they covered the whole of the West Midlands and Shropshire was within it. And I'm very well aware that when you've got a regional West Midlands publication, however good a story is in Shropshire. It's only going to make a few paragraphs because they'll concentrate on the big conurbations, Birmingham, Wolverhampton, the black country. And so so our, we set out, Henry Carpenter and myself, when we set this up, that we would just champion our part of the West Midlands. And so if it wasn't about a Shropshire company involving a Shropshire company or written by somebody with a connection to a Shropshire company, we didn't want to know about it. You know, And, and that's why the team of journalists that we've got together um, who work on this have all spent decades working in the county and they know the geography of the patch and they know the contacts. I mean, I'm no doubt it helped for, for with our, from our launch point of view that I was known for 10 years as the business editor of the Shropshire Star. So, you know, I'd got a foot in the business community already. Um, but I believe that that's, you know, print publications that are niche are, the, are still doing really, really well. You know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's publications that are trying to target a geographical area rather than a particular kind of topic that I think is struggling the most because you can't be a one-size-fits-all news service anymore because you know we've got 24-hour news on our fingertips and so and unless we're giving people something that they can't get anywhere else what's the point of doing it so yeah in Shropshire business you will find um, some news stories that you will have read elsewhere for example you know five or six pages of new appointments who's moving where but anchoring all of that are always five or six in-depth features which have been produced in-house sourced by us driven by our own agenda and not necessarily anything outside um, which you won't find anywhere else for example you know the latest issue we've looked at mental health in the workplace and you'll find every single word of that has been produced written or is about something that's happening in Shropshire or somebody that's based in Shropshire and and you, you can tell the I mean the beauty of social media these days as well is that if you do something that people like or don't like they'll tell you about it pretty much straight away so uh, you get to know what works you know we we, we post stuff on our uh, website so we've got a Shropshire business website which is updated every weekday and the analytics uh, for that are obviously really useful 
in showing us what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, very occasionally you'll get somebody that will share one of your stories um, nationally and then it will suddenly go stratospheric. But most of the time, for example, all of our, all of our budget coverage this week, um, we concentrated purely on not what the Chancellor had to say, but on what Shropshire businesses had to say about it. Uh, and the um, website traffic in the 24 hours after the budget was the uh, busiest day we've had so far this year. So, you know, people do want to engage in business issues. I know it's a niche market, but if you're giving it to Shropshire people, it's like it's a bit like being in a club, I always think, you know, that um, you need to be in it because we're all chatting. At the end of the day, this magazine is championing Shropshire businesses. What I want to do is make people think, oh, I didn't know there was a company down the other end of the road from me that did these. Uh, you know, and if, if, if I'm finding that I have helped to, to one company to buy their bits and pieces from Cleary Mortimer or Whitchurch instead of Land's End or John O'Groats because they didn't know that they'd got a local supplier on their doorstep, we're keeping the Shropshire pound in Shropshire and we're all helping each other. Brilliant, Carl. Brilliant. Great local social project. Thank you very much for sharing your expertise. I think we've got some really good clues in there about how we can use the media more effectively for our businesses. And uh, that's been really generous of you to share your expertise. So thank you for that, Carl. If people want to know more and they want to reach out to you, how are they best able to find you? We've got the best. The best thing to do is, I mean, you can contact us through the website, which is ShropshireBizBiz.com. My email address is editor at shropshirebiz.com. You'll find us on Twitter, ShropsBiz, and on Facebook as well, and on LinkedIn. So lots of ways to get to get in touch. Brilliant, Carl. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for coming on today and sharing your knowledge, and we'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Johnny. So that's it for Saturday's strategy. I hope you enjoyed the information that Carl shared with us today. If you want to contact me directly, reach out on WhatsApp using 07977437360. That's it, and thank you for staying with us to the end. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to hear more, then hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts.